Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good Saturday morning to you. New York Vinny hanging out with you here on Drive Time Radio, our Saturday morning one-hour get-together from 8 to 9 every Saturday morning, but 24-7 on the Internet at Drivetime Radio, drivetime-radio.com. You can also find us in many places on, in the podcast universe. I prefer to always go to Anchor uh, for your podcast of the radio show, but we'll talk a little bit about that later. It's you and me today for the most part. As uh, we kind of move into uh, the final stages of May, the second part of May, there was one thing that I noticed out there this week that was very strange. I hadn't seen it in a while. I was driving along, and all of a sudden I had to hit my brakes on I-5. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the return of traffic. I don't know if it's because things are loosening up out there a little bit as far as Uh, being able to move around, being able to go out of the house. More people are going back to work. The uh, state is opening things up on a very limited basis. But I was driving along on I-5, headed down into Seattle, and just south of, uh, of James Street, I had to tap the brakes and actually slow down. I don't think I had to stop. I don't know if I got to any point where I actually stopped, although I did notice that on the other side of the the freeway, there were cars stopped. And I was looking, I was trying not to rubberneck at these things, if, if at all possible, if I'm driving. It's never really a good thing to do, but um, I looked around and I saw nothing really, so it was just a... I guess more volume of cars than there are lanes or inches or feet. I don't know how traffic really works like that, except that in those spots on that day, at that time, you had to come to almost a complete halt on I-5. And, you know, it's so funny because I don't think there's a person that's listening to this show that loves traffic. I know I don't. I, I hate it. It's one of the reasons that I've always had employment that I've not, you know, tried to get in or out of before the big hours of traffic, before the place, you know, before all the people were were trying to get on to those four lanes at the same time. Um, But I got to admit, I, I got a little tinge of nostalgia, a little feeling of, you know, just a, a little bit of a, a Okay, maybe things are getting better in life. You know, maybe if I'm sitting here for a second, stopped in I-5, and now I'm looking at my rearview mirror because I'm trying to make sure that who's ever coming behind me is also stopped. I do this thing when I come upon traffic where I stick my four-ways on. Uh, so I hope that the person behind me will wake them up and they'll see that I'm stopped and they'll slow down and not plow into the rear. My God, something I learned to do many years ago, and and really, 
always I think it should be standard in cars that some kind of light flashes when you're when you're stopped in traffic after the car's doing a certain amount of time, a certain amount of speed that when it comes to a stop that something in the back you know flashes besides just the brake lights but anyway um but it was there was just this little bit of nostalgia sitting there going okay now I'm done with traffic I've had my moment with it and uh, now I don't want to see it again but maybe that was a sign for car people, uh, for people that have to use their cars every day, just for everybody, that that things are, are I don't know, maybe returning to somewhat uh, the way they were in that section of our lives. I mean, I also had two people I know well, three people I know pretty well pass away this past week of the coronavirus, and that tells you that the traffic doesn't mean squat, does it? it sure does. But as uh, as you know and I know we all know, the traffic is not going to stop. Cars are not going to stop. Our lives uh, are hopefully not going to stop. We're going to get through it uh, in through this thing, and we will, um, you know, we'll still have our cars to worry about, and that's why this show will continue on. No guests today. It's just me and you, as I said before. I have some topics I want to discuss and maybe get your feedback on. You can certainly find me on our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash radio, or you can go to my personal page, facebook.com slash newyorkvinny, and uh, contact me there, uh, vinny at drivetime-radio.com works as well for email if you prefer to uh, communicate in that fashion we are going to set up something uh where during the week you can leave voicemails so that we can listen to them and include some of the good ones and have a topic to put out there for you each week i um i i'll be honest with you I didn't get a chance to get it all set up this week, but we will have it set up for next week, and we'll have an actual phone number you can call and leave uh, your thoughts on a particular topic that we put out there and go from there. Or you can just call up and ask for recipes. I might be persuaded to uh, give you my chili recipe. Well, no, I don't think that's going to happen, to be honest with you. I don't know that I give out my chili recipe. I haven't, haven't yet. I've resisted that. All right, today... We are going to review uh, the Chevrolet Bolt, which is their electric car, the Bolt EV Premier, which I had the pleasure of driving. The future, I like to call it. Uh, By the way, speaking about the future, if you go on to that Drive Time Radio Facebook page, you will find a video uh, that I did this week about uh, coronavirus safety and our jobs as car reviewers. And it's a little peek inside what we do as automotive reviewers. I know it's probably not that interesting to most people, but right now, and I did it because somebody had asked me, you know, how do you how do you feel about getting in cars that have been used by somebody else? And I had to think about that a minute because, you know, the cars that we drive to review are brought to us by Uh, different fleet management companies who do a great job 
and have committed to, along with the manufacturers, of cleaning these cars up and making them as safe as possible. And we have come up with a thing called uh, contactless delivery, where we don't shake hands or touch the person or uh, just before we get in the car, it's sanitized at the final point of destination and the keys are left in a sanitary thing and that's how we, that's how we move on. And that's how we get our cars. So it's, um, it's a video that kind of illustrates a little bit. And if you want to see what I look like cleaning a car, it's good for 30 seconds of a laugh for you. As a matter of fact, I think if any of my ex-wives saw it and saw me cleaning, they'd say that it wasn't me in the video that I hired a stunt double. But <laughs> believe you me, it's me doing the cleaning. And um, I hope we'll take, you'll take a look at it and get an idea of how this works. The, the bottom line is all of these cars that we test from... Uh, they come from the different manufacturers and these different companies uh, that bring us these cars. Really, they do a great job of making sure that they're clean, making sure that they're ready to go, and making sure that there is the least possible chance of any kind of transmission of disease from one person to another. All those surfaces that you look at or, or can see or can, you know, really, to be honest with you, talk very frankly here, spit on when you're driving and talking and you know how that goes. You look at your windshield after a, a road trip on the inside and it's got, you know, um, your DNA all over it. <laughs> it reminds me, I have to tell this quick story. When I worked over at Cairo, there was a guy I worked with, Brian Prowitz, maybe you may remember him. He was a sports reporter over there, nice, nicest guy in the world, one of the really championship people I've ever met in my life. Good man. And we, Brian and I, were assigned by Cairo to go out to Pullman for the Apple Cup. And so we get in my car, uh, one of the press cars that I had at the time, we get in the car and we're driving out, you know. And Brian's doing the driving. And we're on I-90 and we're heading out. And we stopped and we both got milkshakes. Somehow, it wasn't a wash tuck or anything like that. But, you know, we stopped and we got, you know, I don't know where we did. I forget where. Maybe a Mercer Island or something like that. It's a Friday afternoon. We're both drinking milkshakes and we're, we're heading out. And I said something that must have been uproariously funny to Brian. Because Brian took a shot of that milkshake, and when I said it, just spewed milkshake all over the interior, and all over the front, you know, the inside windshield, the top of the dashboard, and the sun visors, and a bit of the roof liner and everything, the, you know, the moldings that go around. I mean, I think we spent about 20 minutes, 25 minutes out there just trying to clean up so that we could see to continue on. And I will never forget that because that has become my primer in cleaning a car through this whole thing. Because to this day, I can remember every spot where Brian spewed the milkshake all over the inside of the, uh, of the vehicle. 
And so now all I do is I close my eyes for a second. I think about Brian, and I say, okay, I know that there could be, that that needs to be cleaned. I know that that needs, I know the sunroof switch needs to be cleaned. I know that you got to get around the back. And a bezel here, it's really become my primer for cleaning up for coronavirus safety. So thank you, Brian Prowitz, who is now, I believe, I don't know if he's like, elected governor of Oregon yet, but I think he's like the fine, um, the mayor or council person in Roseburg, Oregon. He's been down there for years. Him and his lovely family uh, have been down there for years. The great guy, Brian Prowitz. And certainly that um, that story, among many Brian stories, uh, will, um, will, you know, endure uh, for years in the media business. All right, coming back, we will have... Uh, I spent a lot of time this week, as I do in isolation, going over different websites and different things. I've, I've For somehow this week, I've been hooked into uh, British automotive history. Yes, British automotive history. But some great... YouTube is this wonderful um, gold mine of automotive history. So we'll tell you about that. We'll also tell you about a um, our, in our top five, five great websites to look at this week if you're interested in cars, to learn a lot more about uh, the automotive business and just to have some fun, look back, nostalgia, and keep your mind occupied uh, automotive-wise. That coming up here on this Saturday morning edition of Drive Time. Thank you so much for listening. I'm New York Vinny here on 1150 KKNW. Well, 56 is almost gone. Only three more days. We made a lot of friends, sold a lot of Chevrolet. But let's not wait till New Year's Eve at some time past 11. Let's go explore what lies in store for 1957. <laughs> May 57 bring you all its best along the way. Good health, good friends, good times galore in your new Chevrolet. The big buy in the low price field will win in any test. All point by point comparisons show Chevy leads the rest. May you enjoy the special air of springtime, clean and new. Enjoy it every bit as much inside your Chevy, too. The outside air can breeze right through this brand-new intake vent, improving air supply as much as 22%. May friends add to your happiness, and may days be filled with fun, and may you often have a chance to choose your favorite one. In Chevrolet, you have a choice no other car can touch. Five engines, five transmissions. Only Chevy has so much. And may you reap the harvest of the highways across the land. And when again the end of one more year is close at hand, and you count all the good things that you've gained along the way, Perhaps the best of all the rest will be your Chevrolet.
although our show is far from being over, on behalf of your authorized Chevrolet dealer, let me wish you a very happy New Year. An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk, 1150. Back with you here on Drive Time Radio. New York, Vinny with you. The great uh, Chuck Berry in the background. No particular place to go. And uh, we are talking uh, in this segment and, and rapping and flapping in this segment about places to go. Uh, during the uh, coronavirus crisis, if we were a car enthusiast, of course, the car museum's locked up tight. And it's going to stay that way for a while. I don't know that these types of attractions are going to be open very soon. Um, uh, no matter what, how this thing pans out, I don't think uh, Governor Inslee is going to, or local authorities or so on and so forth, are going to let that happen anytime in the near future. But yet, thanks to the Internet, for which I don't know how much would not exist today, we have opportunities to... Go and check out these museums online. And we have an opportunity to participate in collections and go places in these museums that, to be quite honest with you, I don't know that you would have if it weren't for the Internet because there's no fear of somebody dropping a a Coke on the finish of a car or some of the things that tend to happen when you put things on display. You know, the public is cruel, my friend, and they don't want to let go of their hot dogs when they walk into a museum and all of a sudden you go to take a bite, the mustard goes one way, goes on to the interior of a 1931 Rolls Royce, and oh, you know, it's not pretty for anybody. But virtually, maybe you don't get the up-close feel, but you get to see the vehicle and maybe even read a little bit more. It'll pique your interest to read a little bit more about uh, the vehicle. A couple of places that I've been this week as far as looking at different websites and so on and so forth. Our own LeMay Museum down in uh, Tacoma. And by the way, can I just, I don't know who runs Tacoma. I don't know what's going on down there. But I gotta say, I love what you've done with the place. I had an opportunity with my uh, with my roommate. We got in a car and we went down to Tacoma last uh, Saturday just to look around, just to kind of see. And I had been down there, friends that lived down there and had been down there, but went down to check out some of the new development that's going on along the waterfront down there, along Ruston Way. And, man, I just really am so impressed with um, – just the vitality and the the vibe in the city is really a, a spectacular time down there. Uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, going to places like Wright is it Wright Park? That's um, the, the the great park in the middle of the stadium district there, and just so many different places to Frisco Freeze and. So many places that that maybe 10 years ago weren't so hot. Now all of a sudden seem to be really desirable and really kind of hip, happening places to live. The people uh, didn't seem so stressed out. Uh, The uh, vibe, I guess I go back to down there, 
was one of kind of everybody like working together and people had smiles on their faces. We had a dinner, a takeout, you know, we did like everybody else does now, you know, you grab uh, a couple of um, things at a, at a restaurant and go sit in the park and eat. We went and sat in Wright Park. I got it from a, an Asian takeout place that was right next to a, an old gas station garage down there. And it was, um, it was, the food was excellent. The service was good. The prices was, were, um, you know, fair, great. It was less than you pay in Seattle. And it was just a good time. So congratulations to the folks in Tacoma. I know that LeMay, the museum, America's Car Museum, is part of the revitalization that has taken place down there. They're in a different part of town, but it's part of the whole scene down in Tacoma. And their website, they've had some great stuff on it. You can go through some of their exhibits that they have. They put up some educational stuff there. Really great website to go and explore and to spend uh, some time going through and learning more about cars locally and what people are doing locally. And is there's so many different things from the uh, classics and custom coach work to the British Invasion to uh, Cadillac, all different types of vehicles that you can go on and learn from. And I thought it was an excellent website. One of the really cool websites that I've been going on for years and have stepped up their game as well comes from General Motors. And it's the GM Heritage Center website. And there are so many different facets to this website that if you're an automotive fan, if you're a car fan, you can lock yourself in a room for hours and hours and hours and be entertained with some of the materials from old advertisements to pictures of cars that never made it into production to merchandise to places that are reserved for the hardcore enthusiast. The General Motors Heritage Center has uh, photos and articles and films and educational films and so many different things uh, that talk about the history of what once was uh, the greatest car company in this land. And uh, so many names come up that you've heard from the past, and maybe if you're younger, names that just that you don't even know about. Zora Arkis Duntov and people like that that really laid the foundation for what we see today, their pictures, their stories, everything about them are all on the GM Heritage Center website. So if you are, again, you're cruising around, you're on your phone, you want to you wanna learn a little bit more about a particular car or you just want to browse through like I do and, and see what you can find, gmheritagecenter.com is the way to go for that one. Spectacular website. Another great website to take a look at if you are into cars. And again, I'm, I'm giving you websites that basically give you not articles and reviews and things like that, but more unfiltered information for you to be able to take a look at and, you know, kind of spend some time just enjoying 
the past. I'm a nostalgia guy, so I like to go back and look at the past of cars. Uh, the New York International Auto Show. So far, the auto show has been moved into uh, August, I believe. And I can tell you right now, I don't think that that's going to happen. But what they have done is put a lot of their iconic moments at the New York Auto Show, from what, dating all the way back from when it was first held, back in the, uh, the noughts of the 20th century, not the 21st century, but the 20th century. And there are so many different um, great moments and, and introductions. So many cars were f- seen by the public the first time at the New York Auto Show. And when you go into the iconic moments uh, at the Auto Show, you see some really cool stuff. Uh, again, pictures and stories, and they've really done their archivists have done a really good job of presenting the New York International Auto Show online and up front and close, and, and they take you into places with the auto show from when I remember the auto show back in the old days at the New York Coliseum, which was on 57th, uh, what was it, no, 58th in Columbus Circle. And so many moments uh, from back then when the auto show back then was, uh, if you were into cars like I was when I was a kid, you had to go. You had to get your dad to take you or your mom to take you uh, to the auto show. And that was really uh, just a really fun time. So you have those websites. Those three particular websites that I uh, outlined for you are excellent. And then there's YouTube. And good Lord, what would we do without YouTube? Uh, As I said this week, I've kind of set a budget, a YouTube budget, of going through the British automotive history. And there's just so many great, um, you know, if you just search British automotive history, there's just so many great pieces of film, video, that are out there that you can look at that really give you an idea of what was going on, not only in British automotive history, but in the United States, too, old car commercials, um, speeches and things that were talked about it's it, it, it's kind of the same with baseball you know if you're really into baseball you can go on youtube and you can find old post-game interviews and old things and this and that from pick a year as long as it was recorded it seems to find its way onto youtube it's become this great uh, repository for all things historical i think you learn more in 10 minutes on youtube than you learn maybe the entire uh, year of civics. And, of course, you have to fetter out what's the good stuff and what's the bad. But when you get there and when you find out, you know, unbiased kind of information that's there, you have to use a little, you have to put on your thinking cap. But if you do, there's just such a wealth of information about automotive automotive history and cars and films. I, I 
besides the British um, automotive history, I also looked at a, about an hour special about Henry Ford and the Ford Motor Company. And that was pretty incredible as well. It uh, told me some things I didn't know about Ford. And it really does make you appreciate the American automobile business much more. It makes you scratch your head a little bit, too, at some of the mistakes that they've made. Matter of fact, I watched a show yesterday on the Edsel. And, but I guess what I'm trying to say is there's really a lot of stuff out there right now. Uh, and this time, and I know we're all anxious to go back to work, we're all anxious to do all the different things, but this time that we have been given in our lives, maybe you can use it to learn more about something. You know, and that, that's what I've, what I've tried to do with a lot of my time right now, is try to educate myself. I know I have people I know that are taking online college courses and doing so much, but that's the beauty of the Internet intersecting with the tragedy that is coronavirus. As if for those of us who have knock on wood, not contracted it, and who are basically in a holding pattern, this is an incredible tool for us to sit here and learn more about cars and about the different um, facets of the fun and the exciting part of car culture, the stuff that you know, for many people, a car is an appliance. You go down, you get in it, you turn the key, it takes you where you go, and you get out of it, you forget about it. Sometimes you even forget where you parked it. Although with smartphones, that's getting harder and harder to do because now they have that little thing that comes on your phone every time you park your car. You park your car here, you're 11 minutes away from home, Right? But there's a, um, there, there's for a certain number of us, and more than likely folks that listen to this show, folks that listen to car reviews, there's a, a thirst, a, a quest, a camaraderie around cars that goes beyond the car as appliance. It, it is the car as a social tool, the car as uh, a, a symbol of, your, of who you are. That's why we name our cars. And that's what we try to explore in this show. Uh, it's not just about, well, it was traffic down here and it was this, it was that. It was, uh, as in, and if you go up to, uh, like last night I was at Dick's up on um, Aurora in, um, you know, the, the Linwood, um, King County, Shoreline, Edmonds line there. The Dixon's been up there for a few years now. And the parking lot was just loaded. Loaded with people with their cars. Socializing, talking to each other. Now, it, it got me upset because I didn't see one person or a couple of people wearing masks. And I also, um, you know, it was, but, but yet, 
I stayed in my car. My windows rolled up because, you know, I'm, I'm really trying not to catch this thing. But I was so enthused and so encouraged by the number of, of people, kids, that were out there in these little hot rods that they've built. You know, it's different than it was when we were younger. You know, now it's a little Scion or a little Toyota or a little Infiniti or a Hyundai. Whoever, whoever thought of a Kia hot rod, but then Kia came out with the Stinger, right? But just the uh, just everybody hanging out together it was was awesome. It reminded me of the days uh, when I was a kid when we would hang out at gas stations on a Friday night and fix off cars and get them ready to go down to the connecting highway and um, you know kind of see whose car was uh, was better. And yet, a little earlier in the evening, and this is what really struck me about last night, if you were watching the sun go, went down, you would go down, you were down by the ferry dock or at that road that goes up above it there. The older people were out with the uh, 72 Chevelles and the 55 Chevys and the GTOs, you know, the old muscle cars, which now... You know, cost uh, you know we're getting north of twenty five, thirty, forty thousand dollars to own almost anything of that era, and now you have all these people, and they're hanging out up there. They're not going to Dick's in particular, but they're hanging out at the sunset with their. Uh, the cutest scene is I saw these two people that were in a in a um, a Ford product, and and they were sitting there in their car parked. It, by the, uh, you know, looking out at Puget Sound as the ferry was coming. And you know what? They didn't look like they were in their 60s. They looked like they were in their 20s. They looked like two people who were in love and were just sitting there on a Friday night looking out at the water and enjoying each other. And I, I thought that was also a really cool, a really wonderful thing, and another piece of the culture. It doesn't matter what age you are, uh, the car culture welcomes you in, no matter what. All right, it's 8.36. We'll take a quick break. We have our cartoon of the week. A uh, extraordinary blues guitarist joins us next here on Drive Time Radio. Buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety, always buckle up. Pull your seat belt snug, give an extra tug. Buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety, always buckle up. Show the world you care by the belt you wear. Buckle up for safety when you're driving. Buckle up, buckle up for safety, buckle up. The National Safety Council says seat belts can and do save lives every day. Buckle up for safety, everybody. Buckle up. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp. 
That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. Back with you on Drive Time Radio. Thank you so much for listening to our radio show on this Saturday morning. Time now for our cartoon of the week. I'm Joe Bonamassa is uh, a legendary blues guitarist. He's uh, a number of incredible songs. I don't know why this guy isn't more popular uh, than he has been. I guess it's a, it's a you know a product of radio and the way it's set up these days. But uh, Joe Bonamassa has, I think, done an incredible job of uh, making his way in a world that uh, that is a tough one, especially especially if you don't get the radio airplay. Uh, but in a world that's dominated by uh, Britney Spears and you know all all, all this other um, stuff that's out there, Lady Gaga. I'm not saying anything's wrong with them, but it's really uh, you know these types of guitar players. <clears throat> musicians, uh, you have to search for them. They don't get the wide airplay uh, that they might have enjoyed years ago when there were stations around, like the Mountain and other stations like that that would have given it their records, their music spins. But we don't, uh, we don't hear that anymore. You have to work a little bit to find them. But a really cool thing that happened uh, last Thursday night is Joe Bonamassa, um, tr- uh, along with Volkswagen and Fender musical instruments. We all know about Fender, right? Uh, Fender guitars. If you drive a Volkswagen, as I am this week, the Atlas Cross Sport, chances are it has a Fender music system in it. Says so right there on its speakers. As a matter of fact, it's really cool. I think, you know, to, you know, see that that name in your car. This week on uh, Cartoons, we we wanted to uh, let you know about this. It was a great fundraiser that was held by Joe Bonamassa, Fender Premium Audio, Audio, as well as they got together to help out musicians that have been affected by the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Joe has an organization called Keeping the Blues Alive. And what they did on Thursday is they got together and they did a live performance to raise money for Bonamassa's Fueling Musicians Program, which is an emergency relief plan uh, organized to keep uh, the blues alive, to provide financial assistance for living expenses for qualified musicians in need. Listen, being a musician is tough enough sometimes. But for everyone like Bonamassa that makes it, there's a thousand that don't. And they want to practice their craft. They want it, And they have day jobs and wait tables and do things that allow them the time to uh, practice their craft. And Bonamassa's organization helps them survive. And especially now... In the coronavirus era, it's uh, it's even tougher because those gigs aren't out there. Nobody is really paying you to go out there and play guitar right now in a club. 
when you can't let people into the club. It's just not happening. So a, a great thing that, that he is doing. So I wanted to feature him uh, this week in a great song that he wrote a few years ago and performed uh, that's all about what we all do sometimes when we're feeling a little, um, a little under it or a little happy or a little sad or a little whatever. We get in our car and we drive. Hi, Joe Bonamassa here on Drive Time Radio, and the name of that uh, one is Drive, and we feature that as our cartoon of the week. Bonamassa teaming up with Volkswagen and Fender Music to uh, benefit his uh, foundation, a fueling musicians program, which provides financial assistance for living expenses and prepaid fuel cards to qualified uh, musicians that are in need. And if you are a musician in need, if you're somebody that uh, does or would like to take advantage of that program, we have some information here if I can dig it up real quick. There we go. Um, uh, You can donate to the Fueling Musicians program or complete an application for assistance by visiting www.ktba.org. That's www.ktba.org. Or you can go to the Volkswagen Facebook page, and they have, I believe, the whole program up on your Facebook page, because that's where it was broadcast live. Usually, when you broadcast something live on Facebook, as we do, Mikey and Vinny, I, our show every week, it stays on Facebook, and you can go back and and um, take a look at it. Don't see any reason why Volkswagen or Joe Bonamassa wouldn't have it up there, but uh, please go and take a look at it on the VW Facebook page. It happened uh, Thursday night. At 5 o'clock, our time out here. And again, it was a spectacular event. And uh, certainly not only did uh, Bonamassa do a song and talk, but he took you through uh, some of his guitars and some of the classic guitars uh, that he has as well. So it was a nice program to for an hour or so to take your mind off of everything else that's going on and to allow you to, um, you know, to, to get a better understanding of what he was about, his music, what Volkswagen's about, their music. And I listened to it in the Atlas Cross Sport and was blown away by the quality of the sound system in that, uh, in that vehicle, that top-of-the-line SUV from Volkswagen. All right, we'll take a quick break. Here we come back. We have our drive-time road test of the week, the Chevy Volt. Excuse me, Bolt. <laughs> the Chevy Bolt uh, gets the call in this uh, week's edition of the Drive Time Road Test here on Drive Time Radio. It's new. It's new. It's new. The new, new 62 Lark by Studebaker. With big car comfort at compact prices. New, highest, widest doors of all. New, big, sofa soft, deep padded seats. New, thick, rich pile rugs and flat flush floors with no trip over sill. 
New lock limousine stretch out room. Big car comfort at a compact price. New giant lock trunks. Almost 17 cubic feet of cargo space. New big 15 inch wheels give you new riding comfort and surprise. New fresh styling in the big wide wonderful line of larks from Studebaker. Two new Lark Daytonas, America's newest action car in hardtop and convertible style. With bucket seats, very sporty. A companion console compartment, very spiffy. Available too, four-speed transmission for exhilarating performance. Now enter the most luxurious car you'll find in the compact price range, the Lark Cruiser. More room and luxury than you'll find in most cars. Here's the new 62 Lark Hardtop with sliding sunroof. Available on all Lark sedans and hardtops. Simply beautiful. Just peek inside. Look at these big, loungy limousine seats and thick pile rugs. Here's the new Lark Convertible, all dialed up with new 62 styling. There's big wagon room in the new 62 Lark Wagon, too. Look at that enormous cargo space. Please be sure to see and test drive all the exciting new 62 Larks at your Studebaker dealer with big car comfort at compact prices. And remember, they're endurance built by Studebaker. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. And this week on the road test, it is the Chevrolet Bolt, Chevrolet's all-electric entry into the uh, into the environmentally conscious automobile segment. And I say environmentally conscious with a little bit of a uh, uh, quotation marks around it because it's still yet to be determined which is better, the batteries or the fossil fuels. So we'll leave that to the scientists. I think this is the way that we are headed into future electric cars and the segment is here it's alive it's getting better more choices it seems every model year uh, that we have in these cars and the biggest objection to them in the past has been range anxiety how far can I go in this car before I have to worry about running out of power running out of electricity which is the fuel will a Chevrolet Bolt uh, does that as well as anybody. If you consider the top of the market, the top of the line, uh, the Tesla, with a little over 300 miles of range, depending on how you drive it and what accessories you use, the Chevrolet Bolt gives you. Uh, it's now some people will say it'll give you 300 miles range. I didn't see that or feel that in the car. Uh, I think 250 is a much fairer number. Uh, as far as range in this car. And when you talk about these cars, I think that's the first thing you have to consider. What kind of use will you have for this car? If you're a person that commutes back and forth every day, like uh, over here is uh, Primera Blue Cross, they have charging stations out there, so it's reasonable to believe that you can take this car, go to work, go downstairs, slip in the charging station, plug it in, charge it, when you come out, you're ready to go. And even at lunchtime, you can take it off and give somebody else, I guess, a chance to charge. But the idea here is that it's becoming 
more and more accessible. It has, the infrastructure has to improve, but certainly uh, the infrastructure is there with a little bit of planning for you to be able to take this car and go anywhere you want to go with it. Now, as far as the car, uh, I love the styling of the car. It is unique enough. It's not so unique that it stands out like a, a Birkenstock, but yet the car has a styling to it. It's a smaller, compact hatchback. It has a lot of cargo room inside when you fold down the seats. It gives you, you know, it's better than a lot of them because the floors in many of these cars are really high. Uh, with the batteries though in the vault because it's all electric you don't have to worry about putting a gasoline engine in there anywhere uh, the floor is lower gives you more cargo access uh, the plug uh, for the car the cord goes under uh, the uh, floor in the back and you never even see it 16.9 cubic feet of space behind the rear seats 56.6 cubic feet overall uh, which give you I think uh, more than most of the uh, hybrid and electric cars. Uh, as far as uh, tech in this thing, it's all over the place. But what's more important is it's all easy to use. Uh, the uh, touchscreen is intuitive. The MyLink infotainment system is spectacular. The OnStar works seamlessly. And now with the Bolt, you can even shop while you're driving, which I think is a little scary. Uh, but they have a program with the OnStar where you can be driving along and hit uh, a button on that thing and talk to it. And you can buy stuff. Again, a little bit scary to me. If you have the Premier package, uh, you get uh, two rear USB ports, wireless device charging. Uh, when it comes to tech, it has everything. The Bolt is a performer. Let me tell you, 200 horsepower electric motor with the battery pack. The single-speed transmission, this thing gets up and flies when you need it to. Uh, again, a very, very uh, competent driving car. Handling is nice. It, uh, it feels a little light in places, but for the most part, for running around town or freeways, you're not going to have a problem. It's no sports car, but it's a competent handler and surprisingly well-mannered on the road. The regenerative braking system uh, helps you uh, recharge the car as it goes. The 2020 Bolt EV Premier uh, that I drove, 43735 bucks out the door, uh, plus there are certain and many tax incentives that you may enjoy. For my money, the Chevrolet Bolt is the perfect around-town commute car. You plug it in, it goes. It may be the easiest plug-and-play in the automotive business. That's going to do it for this edition of Drive Time. I'm New York. We'll catch up with you next Saturday morning at 8 right here on 1150 KKNW.